The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Every business needs capital, which means higher profits and lower expenses. Are you aware of the various opportunities available for your business in securing capital? Welcome to Small Business Capital America with Michael Schumacher. Michael and his guests, which include experts, suppliers, and thought leaders, will be discussing these options and solutions to help raise your bottom line. Now, here's your host, Michael Schumacher. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Small Business Capital America on the Voice America Network. I'm your host, Michael Schumacher. On our show, we discuss and we analyze capital issues for the businesses of Main Street, exploring that eternal question, capital, rent it or print it? When we talk about capital, we mean the cash necessary to operate your business, the lifeblood of any growing enterprise. That's capital. When I refer to the businesses of Main Street, I'm referring to the small and mid-sized businesses in the United States with revenues from $10,000 to $10 million per month. That's our target. That's what we're talking about here. That is, speak about capital being the lifeblood of a business, those size businesses are the lifeblood of our country. When I refer to rent with regard to capital, I'm really talking about borrowing, talking about getting a loan, engaging in some kind of debt capital. When I refer to print with regard to capital, I'm talking about profits. Profits are wonderful. They drive the economy. They're not evil. When we talk about profits, we're talking about increasing sales, reducing costs, or some combination of those two to arrive at greater profits. That's printing. Look, as an entrepreneur, I understand that capital issues are dynamic and the likely capital solution for most businesses is a blend of rented and printed capital. With that mix changing as the business changes, we all face internal and external factors, pressures, opportunities, challenges that change our business and our capital needs to change along with that. We've got to have a plan. But as Mike Tyson said, everybody steps in the ring with a plan until they get hit in the face. Well, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, you understand that. You understand it really well because we get hit in the face with new things, new opportunities, new challenges on a daily basis. So we've got to be able to adapt our plan. We've got to be able to change our mix. Capital mix, whether it be renting or printing or which one you use more or less, is all about leverage. Let me explain what I'm saying. When, when I say leverage here, I'm talking about printed capital, that's profits. And when you add some rented capital to it, that becomes leverage. So you really take your profits and you magnify or multiply them 
using rented capital. However, this is the this is the tricky part. If you're losing money or not doing well and you add on leverage, and that leverage, that rented capital, doesn't change your profitability. In other words, you didn't get more profitable because you used that in a very specific way to get more profitable. Then you've leveraged negatively. So it's always a balance. We've always got to be thinking about what is the right mix of rented and printed capital to give me the leverage that my business needs today. A key element of our show today is going to be term loans and lines of credit. While the banks are not offering these as often as we'd like, we know that they're funding less than 30% of the need depending on which survey you look at. There are term loans and there are lines of credit still available out there from alternative lending sources and we want to touch on that. We're also going to discuss a Cambridge University study on alternative finance. If you've listened to the show at all, you understand that I, I really believe that we've got to learn from facts and from data and from research. Once we talk about that study and what it means to alternative finance, we'll break down those term loans and lines of credit from alternative lenders, what the opportunities look like, and go into that in detail. We'll spend some time talking about capital that you can get from cash flow, and then we'll touch on capital you can get from assets. As time permits, we're going to go into surviving the business loan process. We talk about it every week, but it's just so important because I don't want that loan process to be daunting or intimidating in any way. I want that to be positive. You're getting capital. You're getting the lifeblood of your business. It needs to be a positive experience. We'll talk about some key terms if the opportunity presents itself, and we're also going to let you know a little preview on upcoming shows. So what do we do on our show? We talk about all things rented and printed capital. What don't we do? I don't talk about politics, and I don't talk about personal finance. The caveat to that is personal finance, for most of us entrepreneurs, our business is a big part of our personal finance. So we do touch on it, but this isn't about personal financial consulting. This is about your business. This is about having your business grow more capital for you. On our show and in our business practice, we take a very holistic approach to this. So when I say holistic, I mean, yes, we want to use rented and printed capital. But within there, we want to use the right kinds of printed capital and the right kinds of rented capital to work for our business, not just pick one. We've got to find the unique set of pieces that work for our business. This is about innovation, not creativity. Creativity is a little bit beyond my show, but this is really about innovation, where we take an idea over here from rented capital and one or two over here from printed capital, and then maybe one that worked for rented capital for somebody else. And we put those together in a way that works for our unique business and grows capital for our unique business. That's innovation. That's what we as entrepreneurs do. That's how we are successful. So we want to remain kind of on that holistic approach to things. Cambridge University put out a study recently called Breaking New Ground, the America's Alternative finance benchmarking report. And a lot of good information in here. I think I want to start by just giving you their executive summary. What did they as scholars 
and business leaders take away from their survey. So over the last few years, an array of crowdfunding, marketplace funding, peer-to-peer -peer lending, and other alternative finance platforms have all emerged and that use of technological innovation to change the way people, businesses, and institutions both access and invest money. Sort of reminds you of a term called fintech, blend of finance and technology. Increasing numbers of individuals and businesses have been raised on ATMs, credit cards, debit cards, online transfers. We're all embracing this idea of speed, convenience, and transparency, which are offered by these alternative platforms, these fintech-type companies. Furthermore, you add in the fact that businesses have been limited by nearly a decade of tight credit and declining loan approvals from banks and traditional lenders were all turning to alternative sources of funds. That was their key takeaway, and i got to tell you, it reflects not only does that fact reflect what they saw in their research, but it reflects what I see every day. I talk to dozens and dozens of entrepreneurs on a daily basis, and this is what we see. A couple of highlights from this research that I think are not only interesting, but important for us to understand. First one, how big is this alternative market and how much is it growing? In 2015, the Americas used online finance in that industry grew to over 36.5 billion dollars. That's a 212 percent increase from the prior year. Yes, I said that. 212 percent increase from the prior year in the use of alternative finance. Just to give you an idea, between 2013 and 2015, alternative finance platforms across the Americas delivered over 50 billion in funding to individuals and businesses. Now, I say across the Americas because this survey looked at all the Americas, but let me just get it right up here front and say the United States was 99% of that total funding volume. Per capita, we are the largest users of alternative finance in the entire world. That's powerful. Just take away. $36.5 billion industry, 212% year-over-year growth, and we're now the largest per capita consumer of this alternative finance in the world. That's something you got to know about, something important. In the survey, they talk about the prevailing online alternative finance models. So what does that mean? Uh, this is about marketplace, P2P, which is peer-to-peer -peer lending for consumers, for businesses. But we're really talking about businesses. So I want you to know, you know a lot of that's consumers. But just here's, take this away. Peer-to-peer -peer and marketplace lending to businesses last year was $2.62 billion. You throw it in some of the reward-based crowdfunding and other pieces that kind of fit into this puzzle, you're looking at well over $3.5 billion in business alternative financing. That's a huge number. Even real estate now is scaling up quickly. Uh, you see online funding solutions for real estate, both residential, but more importantly to us, commercial. This has really developed into a, a quite substantial alternative finance solution in the real estate space. So, you know, I always ask myself, well, what's the number, Mike? You say significant. 
It's $1.26 billion last year in online, marketplace, peer-to-peer, alternative finance, all those fintech sources in real estate, $1.26 billion for the U.S. That's, a, that's another big number, but for a very narrow space, just real estate. Increasingly, as businesses, they, they take away from their survey research results that the U.S. is just using more and more alternative finance. And between 2013 and 2015, alternative finance platforms have facilitated in those three years over $10.8 billion in growth, expansion, and working capital. That means that over 268,000 small and mid-sized businesses have used, in the last three years, alternative finance. If I do my math right, that's 80,000-some businesses a year and growing are using alternative finance. In 2015 alone, $6.98 billion. So that's, you know, again... This is not only growing, but it's a large number to start with. When we come back from break, I want to spend a little bit more time on this research out of Cambridge. But then we're going to jump right into some solutions that come to us from small and mid-sized businesses getting term loans and lines of credit. I'll see you on the other side of this break. Thank you. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. BizDoc Capital Group was founded in 2007 and is committed to the success of small and mid-cap enterprises. BizDoc provides innovative, fast, affordable business financing solutions and saving solutions to small and mid-cap businesses. We tailor solutions to meet your business needs. Our solutions include term loans, lines of credit, equipment financing, commercial real estate financing, tax savings programs, and business expense savings programs. For more information, visit bizdoccapital.com. Again, bizdoccapital.com. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Small Business Capital America with host Michael Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to mschumacher at biz.capital.com. That's mschumacher at bizdoccapital.com. Now, back to Small Business Capital America. Welcome back to our second segment of this week's episode of Small Business Capital America on the Voice America Network. 
Before we jump back into some of the data out of the survey out of Cambridge, I'd like to just request a couple of things. First of all, do me a favor, please give us some feedback on what you're liking about the show, what you'd like to see differently in the future, what additional things you'd like to see. You can email me. You saw how you listened to how to do that. But you can also call us toll-free at any time at 844-249-3621, also known as 844-BIZDOC1. So on our show, we're really trying to get at the truth of alternative finance, the truth of creating capital in your business. There's two parts to truth, as academics would tell us. And I think this is important because they really break it down sort of in a scientific way. The first part of truth is to get reliable information. And when I say reliable, I kind of refer to that as efficient information. But it even means more than just efficient. It means repeatable. So if I get the same information from multiple different surveys who got the same information from multiple different surveys, then that's reliable. But the other part of truth, we just can't be reliable. We've also got to be accurate. And to me, that means we've got to be effective in what we're doing. We actually have to go and measure what we're looking to measure. If we just have reliable information that doesn't measure what we're looking to measure, then that isn't truth. So when we bring these reports, these research documents to the show, it's really about this exploration of truth. It's not about boring you with data. It's about getting to truth. So a little bit off my soapbox now. I'm going to jump back into some of the information that came to us from the Cambridge research. So not only is this business increasing in the amount we're using it as a business, 268,000 small to medium businesses used this type of funding platform in the last three years, but it's also becoming institutionalized in the US market. And by that we mean between 2015, 2013 and 2015, over 72% of the marketplace used business loans from the alternative marketplace. So it's big and it's permeated the market. That is powerful to understand. We're going to talk about bank loans in a little bit, but more importantly, this alternative finance. It really is a powerful force that we have to understand and we have to deal with. One of the issues that comes up with alternative finance is it's sort of the wild west of finance. There's really not much of a regulatory environment. Now there's a lot of good with that but there's also the potential for some challenges. So you know I anticipate that over the coming years we're going to get increasing regulation in the alternative finance world. What we have to hope is that that's balanced with not eliminating the promise or the opportunity that comes from alternative finance. If you were to survey the people who do lending in this alternative finance world, which they did in this survey, then you'll find that most of them would tell you there's adequate, more than adequate, regulation. However, there's about 35% of them that would disagree and say, you know what, we need to get some additional regulation. So with that thought process, 
what the takeaway for you is that it's not regulated like traditional markets so you have to use a little bit of buyer beware ask questions make sure you're working with somebody who will explain the transaction answer your questions until you're fully satisfied and then move forward the survey went on to to get into some details and I think there's some meat in these details that that we want to go ahead and we want to make sure that we understand so I just want to go through what's happening over the last couple of years in this growth and I want to convert it to a three-year period what's happening and we know that there was a 212 percent growth in 2014 to 2015 so we went from you know, we went up to $36.5 billion, and that was a 212% growth. But I just want to give you a little perspective. From 2013, 2013 to 2014, there was only a 16.2% growth. So we went from $4.6 billion to around $11.6 billion between 2013 and 2014. I'm sorry, that was... Yes, that's the right number. Okay, so what we want to think about here is that it was growing from 2013 to 2014 but then it just took off in 2015 so we're seeing this ever increasing growth rate in alternative finance that should tell us something that should tell us number one that the, there's an unmet need out there and also that more capital is coming to play to serve that market. It's recognized and again because it's recognized there are solutions coming to the table. Um, the US, just breaking out the US from all the Americas, we're of the 36.5 billion we are 36.17 billion. So again we are 99 percent in the US of that market that's important to understand that we're leading the way here one of the things that struck me another thing that struck me within this research report I think that is helpful to you because a lot of us don't want to ask a lot of details about well what is alternative finance what is fintech so they offered a definition of alternative finance that I thought was pretty straightforward and I, I will help you as you explore these options in your business and so alternative finance is defined as instruments and channels of finance that emerge outside the regulated banking system in both developed and developing economies so alternative finance is the alternative to traditional or banking systems real important to understand that so within alternative finance there's different kinds of lending one of the terms that was mentioned earlier was marketplace or p2p business lending per, excuse me peer to peer business lending so that's where individuals or institutional funders provide a loan to business owners that's all it is real simple uh, peer to peer was used to be the concept you'd conjure up in your mind of one small business owner giving a direct loan to another business owner. It's not really that way anymore. It's really about individuals or institutions loaning to businesses, not just 
one small business owner lending directly to another small business owner. There's another concept out here in alternative finance model called the balance sheet business lending. And that's the platform entity that provides lending directly to the borrower. So this is the actual entity between the peer-to-peer or the marketplace and the borrower. Real estate crowdfunding uh, concept that's out there right now, individuals or institutions that provide equity or subordinated debt financing to real estate. Real simple. Buzzword out there called invoice trading right now. That's where institutions or individuals purchase invoices or AR notes from a business. Used to be called factoring. Now we're kind of getting a new buzzword here. Uh, There's equity-based crowdfunding where you actually get equity. You're selling equity in your company to the crowd, individual and institutional funders. There's a reward-based crowdfunding where instead of giving them equity, you give people some sort of reward for investing in or providing capital to your business. Recapping this entire report, I'm just going to go through a couple more pieces of information. Then we're going to jump into next term loans and lines of credit. So marketplace and peer-to-peer business lending. Between 2013 and 2015, this specific piece grew 173%. So it's really escalating. Um, This accounted for over 70% of the total alternative funding. Balance sheet lending, that was up 102% between 2014 and 2015. Marketplace or peer-to-peer real estate lending, up 480% between 2014 and 2015. Started at a bit of a lower base, but really increasing. Reward-based crowdfunding, only up 22%. As you can imagine, that's a little bit of a unique product. Uh, Equity-based crowdfunding uh, rose 120%. Uh, Real estate overall crowdfunding uh, up about 250%. And then invoice trading, this concept of factoring through alternative finance is up 265%, and it's one of the larger segments of this. So as you can see, there is a lot to be said and a lot of information you need to have when it comes to alternative finance. This isn't necessarily something you take on on by yourself. This is something where I suggest you do the research and work with people who are in these markets every day and understand what's happening in these markets. We as an entity, my company, receive no less than six or seven new lenders entering the space or entering the space with a new batch of funds every week. So the market changes. It's our jobs to stay on top of that. You have to focus on your business, but you want to be informed. Allow us to help bridge that difference. Make sure that you understand that. So when we start talking about term loans and lines of credit, really want to break down sort of the fundamentals of lending, if you would, the fundamentals of finance. In the classical loan, you've got three terms or three points of reference that really come into play. Number one is the principal. 
That's the original amount of money that's lended. The second piece to the puzzle, if you would, is the term. That is the amount of time that the loan is for. And then finally, you've got the rate. Sometimes that's expressed as an interest rate. Sometimes it might be what's referred to as a factor rate. But it is essentially the premium, the price you pay for using that principal during that term. So an example might be a $100,000 loan at 20% average percentage rate or APR with a term of 12 months. That would be an example of a loan quoted in those specific terms, knowing the principal, knowing the term, and knowing the rate. If you always kind of back yourself to that principle, know the rate, know the term, know the principle, no matter what type of instrument you're dealing with, lending instrument, whether it be alternative financing or, tr or uh, traditional financing, you're going to be arriving at that truth we talked about, reliable and accurate. You're going to know what you're dealing with, so that's really important. When most people think of a loan, they think of fixed payments, including principal and interest, much like you would your home loan, your car loan, or other traditional loans. So we are familiar with these terms, but we want to make sure that we always get the information accurately and timely. We'll be back from our second break here in a few minutes. I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Talk soon. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. BizDoc Capital Group was founded in 2007 and is committed to the success of small and mid-cap enterprises. BizDoc provides innovative, fast, affordable business financing solutions and saving solutions to small and mid-cap businesses. We tailor solutions to meet your business needs. Our solutions include term loans, lines of credit, equipment financing, commercial real estate financing, tax savings programs, and business expense savings programs. For more information, visit bizdoccapital.com. Again, bizdoccapital.com. Savvy business owners, learn how auspicious timing can have a positive influence on business decisions and strategies. You can achieve your goals while creating a competitive edge in your given field. Tune into Illuminating Feng Shui with host Kathleen Zamansky, where classical feng shui and Chinese metaphysics work together to help you discover your strengths and use them at the right times. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Small Business Capital America with host Michael Schumacher. 
If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to mschumacher at biz.capital.com. That's mschumacher at bizdoccapital.com. Now, back to Small Business Capital America. Welcome back to our third segment of this week's edition of Small Business Capital America on the Voice America Network. If you ever have any questions or just want to talk through a capital issue, please feel free to call us at 844-249-3621 or 844-BIZDOC1. We're happy to spend the time to talk to you about your situation and let you know what options might be available for you. Before the break, we talked about term loans and the three initial key components of a term loan. Principal, the amount you lend. Term, the amount of time the loan is for. And rate, the cost that you're being charged for capital. In most term loans, that rate is expressed as an annual percentage rate, or APR. However, in some loans in alternative finance, it might be expressed as a fixed cost. It might be expressed as what's called a factor rate. So what you have to understand is, A, what's my principal, what's my term, what's my rate, and how do I take that information and determine what is my cost of capital? Because as we've talked in the past, once you've determined what you're going to use the money for and you've determined the benefit, the next thing you have to know is your cost of capital. Because if the benefit outweighs the cost, you're moving forward with the financing. If it doesn't, you're not moving forward with the financing. It's that simple. Another really important component when you're looking at a loan particularly the benefit of a term loan here, is the concept of amortization. So amortization is all about how fast the principal is being paid down and is your rate connected to the principal being paid down or is it fixed? So let me give you an example. If someone quoted you an annual percentage rate of 20% and it was a $100,000 term loan, during the course of the year, a one-year term on that loan, let's use for the example, your principal would be going down and your interest would be going down also because you've got a lower principal and your rate was based on the principal balance. However, in a fixed payment or a fixed cost of capital loan, your cost of capital, your rate, stays the same even as principal's being paid down. So important to understand that difference. Doesn't make one right or one wrong. It just is all about getting to what's my cost of capital and is that cost lower than the benefit I get from the capital. That's term loans. So credit lines are a little bit different. A credit line is a financial product that allows you to draw a specific amount you need up to whatever the credit limit is. So you're not having a fixed repayment amount. You're paying interest and you can borrow up into that amount. You pay down when you want to. You draw when you can. And you're only paying interest or cost of capital on the amount you have borrowed. 
most credit lines, almost all credit lines, are expressed as an APR, or annual percentage rate. And the reason for that is, is because the principal fluctuates. You borrow now, you pay back some, you borrow some, you pay back some. Really, these credit lines provide for a reduced debt service because you have no fixed repayment on your principal portion. That's the power of a credit line. It can put you in a position where your payment is significantly less than perhaps a term loan because you're not paying down principal. That's the good side. Your debt service on a monthly basis is lower. The bad side is you're not con consciously or by contract paying down the principal. So you could pay for years of interest and still have that same principal out there. You have to weigh those things out. The nice thing about a credit line, again, is if your balance is zero, your cost is zero. Most of us are familiar with a credit line from the concept of a credit card. We use them in our personal lives. Most of us do. And so a credit card is very simple. You've got a line. You can borrow up to that fixed amount, and you pay interest only on what you borrowed, and typically there's not necessarily a fixed payment amount, although in the case of credit cards, most of them do these days. So that's credit lines. Commercial lending is probably a little less regulated than consumer lending, so we need to be very careful when we do that. Let's talk about the banks and what they're doing, because I, I think that sometimes we, we feel like, I feel like we might be knocking banks a little bit, and I don't really intend to do that. Um, they're just not able to, because of regulatory and economic environment, loan like they used to. But they do have products out there. Uh, they use the Small Business Administration a lot. Now, the SBA doesn't do any direct lending, as we know. They simply guarantee some portion of the loan, enabling banks to move forward more comfortably. The challenge with a SBA loan is that there's a lot of documents required. I mean, they want to they don't they want to go beyond just the background information. They want to go into your business plan. They want to go into much more detail than a traditional loan or a, an alternative finance loan. So. That's the challenge, and it takes anywhere from three to six months to get an SBA loan done in most cases. The good news is the rates can be very good because risk has been mitigated because the SBA is stepping in and saying, Mr. Bank, we will protect you. You just need to be ready when you're engaging the process to understand how long an SBA loan can take. They're going to want to know some very specific things through the documents and through conversation with you. And that is, why are you applying for the loan, which most anybody's going to want to know? How will the proceeds be used? What assets need to be purchased? And what are your suppliers? They're going to want to know, what other business debt do you have? Who are your other creditors? Who are the members of your management team? Now, alternative lenders, they don't necessarily care about your management team, but they do want to know how the money is going to be used and then it's a benefit for the business. Um, bank term loans. Uh, bank rates, you know, you can get 7% rates these days still. You can get up to five-year terms. Uh, the challenge is they're just not approving many. Uh, and they do require a lot of information. And they do require a long time to make their decision. They're not making them in days. They're making them in weeks or months. So I'm not suggesting that the SBA or banks are not a great source because there are. They are a great source. It's just they're a fit for a very small portion 
of the need out there. That's the issue. Anytime we're looking at financing, you want to explore the right lenders for you, not worry about what are the right lenders for somebody else, the right ones for you. Um, a, lot of S, a lot of SBA lenders out there, just to give you an idea, the largest SBA lender in 2014 was Wells Fargo Bank, and they did 2,781 loans. Now, you compare that to the alternative funding environment, and we talked about that in the previous research, and in that environment, they are lending 80,000 transactions a year. So, you know, it's not that SBA and the bank are bad. It is simply that they're not fulfilling the total volume out there, so we need to find alternatives. Um, there's short-term situations out there, which we've talked about on other episodes, such as factoring. Um, there's revenue advances. These all have their place. It's a matter of what's the right situation for you. Factoring is beneficial anytime there's accounts receivable involved and you need to do something that is fast and simple. Factoring can be a great solution, along with lines of credit. Uh, merchant cash advance, um, great solution for short term and if you don't qualify elsewhere. But you've got a benefit that you're going to get from that funding that will outweigh the cost. Cash advances are great options in that particular case. But they're not the first place you start. You want to take a look at other options first. And we want to make sure we're getting the right option for you. One of the biggest challenges with some of these, such as the revenue advance, is they have a daily payment schedule. So you're repaying your loan on a daily basis. If the cost of capital is $22,000 a month for your loan, and there's 22 business days in a month, they're going to take out each business day $1,000. So you just have to be prepared and think about that. Step back, talk about what the benefit is, and then go into what is the cost and how does that compare to the benefit of capital. We've got some private lenders that are doing term loans and lines of credit for small and mid-sized businesses that are really an alternative to banks. I love these. This is a great solution. Again, doesn't fit for everybody, but if you can qualify, if you don't qualify for a bank and you can qualify for one of these alternative term loans or lines of credit, they're a great solution. They're what's called investment lenders. So it's they've appeared over the last few years, and what sets them apart is that their products are really focused on couple of things. They want to, your business to be creating new revenue or growing or somehow doing something that's improving the bottom line. That's their focus. It's private lenders, maybe it's hedge funds, private equity companies investing through a platform that does term loans. It's For them, the risk of investing in lots of small companies somewhat offsets the risk of putting all their money in one deal. Sometimes they syndicate or multiple lenders get together and do a transaction. They're really looking for this high growth. Um, you know, most of them and, and the ones that I deal with are $500,000 or less. Um, their terms are, are, are less than five years and their rates can be anywhere from nine to 27% APR. And we're gonna really talk about and dig into some of these 
when we get back from the break. I want to go through asset-based lines of credit when we return, and I'm going to want to go through inventory-based lines of credit, and then we're going to go into some of the pre-qualifications. I want you to understand what these people are going to expect from you and what you can expect from them, what gets you in the door, if you would. So again, when we get back, I'm going to touch on asset-based lines of credit, and we're going to touch on inventory. So look forward to seeing you on the other side. Have a great break here. We will be back shortly. Thank you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. BizDoc Capital Group was founded in 2007 and is committed to the success of small and mid-cap enterprises. BizDoc provides innovative, fast, affordable business financing solutions and saving solutions to small and mid-cap businesses. We tailor solutions to meet your business needs. Our solutions include term loans, lines of credit, equipment financing, commercial real estate financing, tax savings programs, and business expense savings programs. For more information, visit bizdoccapital.com. Again, bizdoccapital.com. The Leadership Hour explores what it takes to become a leader who inspires. Inspirational leaders drive higher creativity, lower turnover, and better quality work. Yet few understand their impact on others. We are blind to what we do and don't do well. Training can help, but only if we know our blind spots. To hear strategies for becoming an inspirational leader, join Christine Cowan Gascoigne on the Leadership Hour, where leadership and inspiration intersect. Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Small Business Capital America with host Michael Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to mschumacher at biz.capital.com. That's mschumacher at bizdoccapital.com. Now, back to Small Business Capital America. Welcome back to our final segment of Small Business Capital America for this week. And I just want to reiterate that if you have any questions or we can help you answer anything regarding capital, please reach out to us at 844-249-3621 or 844-BizDoc1. We're here to assist you with your capital needs, whether you're renting or printing. So when I left off, we just covered some alternative term loans, and now we want to talk about lines of credit from alternative lenders. So the lenders that I work with, uh, I really have one that has this great line of credit product. And it's really two lines of credit product within one. The first one is a line of credit 
on your accounts receivable. A little bit different than factoring. They're not actually buying an individual invoice. What they're saying to you is they're going to look at your total accounts receivable and they're going to advance you funds against that and you can advance. As your receivables go up, you can advance more because it's a fixed percentage of your total qualified receivables. So this is a great product because there's no fixed principal pay down necessarily, but there is an interest rate that is simply applied on the amount you owe. So your debt service on a monthly or weekly basis is lower than a term loan, but your balance doesn't necessarily get paid down. So the AR-based line of credit is a great product for anybody who sells from business to business and has invoices from business to business. The other line of credit that this group offers, and, and I think this is really neat, particularly if you are selling products, and that's an inventory-based line of credit. So a basic overview of the inventory-based line of credit would be this. The company will go out, the funder will go out and pay for your inventory and allow you 12 weeks to pay back that cost of that loan, that line of credit, if you would. And so they'll grant you a couple of weeks while the product is starting to sell before payments start to be due, and that's fully amortized. So it's like a line of credit, and then it's repeatable. So if you pay off that one, you can go do it again and buy more inventory. But this is great for anybody who sells products. Now, the neat thing about this is you can combine a term loan with a line of credit for our receivables with a line of credit for inventory. That's powerful. You've got three facilities in one from one supplier. So I'd love to talk to you about that, help you out in your business, show you a path there. One of the groups that I work with put out a, a brochure, if you would, and I think it's neat because it really shows you the loan options for small businesses and gives you an overview. And it breaks it down by loan amount, timing, what you can use it for, the term, the payments, the cost of capital. So let's just kind of touch on a few here. A traditional bank loan, um, $150,000 and up, uh, two to four months to get funding. You can use it for any purpose. They are really look for somebody who's been in business you know, for a while, they'll do up to 20-year terms. It's got monthly payments, and the rate can be anywhere from 4 to 8%. Interesting option. Not for everybody. Not everybody qualifies. Line of credit, um, up to $500,000 in most cases, one to two weeks to fund. It helps you stabilize your regular cash flow. That's the use. Uh, it's a one-year renewable contract weekly or bi-weekly or monthly payments, and it could be anywhere from 9 to 23%. Alternative term loans, up to $500,000, one to two weeks to close, inventory, capital, any general growth use it can be used for. The terms are one to five years, again, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly payments, and rates from 9 to 27%. If you'd ever like to get an overview of these loan options. We're happy to help you with that at 844-249-3621. So let's talk about who qualifies
for a term loan or a line of credit from an alternative lender and who doesn't. Remember, if you don't qualify here, we have other solutions that will help you qualify. But specifically for a term loan and specifically for a line of credit, these are the general requirements. They're looking for someone who's been in business for one year or more. They're looking for someone who has 15000 a month or more in revenue. They're looking for a business owner with a FICO score above 600. And they want you to be cash flow positive. So they want you to have a profit. Now they're going to base that profit in their analysis off your tax return. So what that means is one of the last two years you have to have a profit on your tax return. So one year in business, 15,000 revenue, 600 plus credit score, and cash flow positive. The term loan or line of credit are a great place to start. They're going to want to see two years business tax return, one year personal tax return, six months recent bank statements, and a signed credit app. Uh, the term loans are fully amortized. They're going to be from one year to four years. Uh, going to be fixed monthly payments, and these loans can range anywhere from twenty-five to three hundred and fifty thousand. Now, when it comes to the lines of credit, you pay only interest while you're waiting on your inventory arrive. This is the inventory line of credit. It's fully amortized, so you pay it all off with over the twelve-week period of selling the inventory. You pay interest only until you draw. It's revolving; it can be used again, and that could be from twenty-five to three hundred fifty thousand. So another great product. On the AR line of credit, uh, you can get funded up to 85% of your outstanding receivables. Uh, it's not as invasive as factoring, so they don't require as much customer interaction as factoring might. You only pay interest on your draw. It's revolving. It grows with you. And again, it's 50000 to 500000 So there's three great products. If you have one year in business, 15000 a month in revenue, 600 plus credit score and positive cash flow. That's the place we're going to start you in your funding search. If you don't qualify for that, don't worry because we have other funding solutions. Uh, some restrictions on these deals, they don't do startups. Uh, there's some industry restrictions such as uh, medical marijuana, um, perishable goods, livestock, um, General contractors, they will work with subcontractors, but general contractors and real estate developers are not. They want to be in first position if at all possible. They will look at a second position behind a bank. Um, they don't do sole proprietorships. Usually they want you to be an LLC, C-Corp, S-Corp, LP. Uh, their rates, again, are 799, 7.99% to 24.99%. They will accept a bankruptcy as long as it was discharged over two years ago. So those are some of the qualifiers. And again, this is the starting point for funding. If they don't work, we have other options that will work. I always get asked the question, how long does something like that take? Well, step one is, is the submission and pre-qualification. That's about a day assuming you qualify. Step two is collecting financials another day. You've got initial underwriting, compliance, offer presented, offer accepted, borrower funded. That's a seven-day process if you are cooperating and providing information on a timely basis. Look, I would love to spend more time on this and go into more detail, but really it's about 
finding the right solution for you. So that's a two-way conversation we'll need to have. I'd like you to reach out to us at 844-249-3621 and have really a customized or an individual conversation about what your needs are and how we can best satisfy your needs. Next week, we're going to continue our conversation. We're going to be talking about some printed capital solutions. So these are some business saving solutions in our next episode, followed by another week of business saving solutions, printed, rented cap, printed capital, excuse me. And then we'll go back and we'll start talking about rented capital again. Please reach out to us, 844-249-361. Let's talk about your capital needs. Let's find the right solution for your business. I'll see you next week. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune into Small Business Capital America with host Michael Schumacher every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Best wishes, and we'll talk again next week.